Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands on my underwear. This is the Where's the yeah, I mean, you really don't want to make friends around here, do you? I I didn't come here for that. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Snap Back to Reality, the podcast dedicated to the trash TV we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host, Riley Innist, and joined with me for this episode is a very special guest, my friend, Megan Frederick. Hello. Hi, Megan. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on this episode. There is no greater pleasure in life than being on your friend's podcast. Um, I know that that sounds like you're being sarcastic, but I know truly deep down. That, this is just that. my natural tone of voice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, you're the one who chose the the show that we're going to talk about today. So yeah. And you know what? The second I started watching it, I immediately regretted it. <laughs> Um, so we, this week we watched The Simple Life, season one. Yes. And so, um, I, I knew I wanted to do this show at some point because I wanted to touch on the legend, the icon that is Paris Hilton, queen of the early 2000s. But why did you specifically suggest this show to me when I, um, asked you to guest on an episode? So growing up, um, I my family didn't have cable TV and Mm -hmm. there were a lot of shows, especially reality TV shows that like I heard people talking about and I was like, I don't get to watch that. So, um, (laughs) and I felt like the simple life was one of them. Um, jokes on me. Cause, uh, when I went to look up where this show aired, it aired on Fox, which is a public (laughs) television service i was just in late elementary school still picking my nose and watching Yu-Gi-Oh, so i was unaware of it but um it, it just is the kind of thing that i wish i had seen while it was out so i wanted an opportunity to like sit myself down and watch it yeah i think i probably saw a few episodes of the simple life while i was growing up but it didn't stick with me because this is like the beginning of Paris Hilton's like rise to fame and I think it was really before I had like latched on to being super into pop culture and stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah this was like I don't know late elementary school for me and then I guess going into early middle school when it ended I guess middle school it ended in 2007 so I guess that was the end of middle school but I didn't watch those later seasons but I remember the first like few early seasons seeing a couple of episodes um but it just wasn't something that I super cared about. Yeah. Which is so funny because I know I know so much about Paris Hilton, like, going back. <laughs> and when I told you that I remembered the name of Nicole's dog, that I knew it was named Honey Bear, and I was just like, why is that information still with me, like, 15 years later? Yeah. And in contrast, it was only a few months ago that you told me that Paris Hilton and Jessica Simpson were not the same person. <laughs> So I had no context about Paris or Nicole going into this. So you truly are like a newborn baby, just fresh to this world. Exactly. Yeah. Opening my eyes for the first time and getting to witness the monstrosity that was the Simple Life 
season one. If that was the first thing you saw, then I think you imprinted on Paris and Nicole and they're your mothers now. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about, let's do the background. Let's do the housekeeping and get that out of the way before we go into the episode itself. Um, So it aired, like I mentioned, um, it went from 2003 to 2007. Um, So the first three seasons aired on Fox and the final two moved over to E. There were like production issues. It, uh got canceled on Fox, basically. Um, There were conflicts between Paris and Nicole that I think kind of played out a little bit in season four. Um, So it just kind of lost the spark, and it wasn't, like, I don't know, the pop cultural zeitgeist moment that it was in, like, the early seasons. Mm -hmm. So Um, it was originally based on Green Acres. Did you know this, Megan? I don't even know what Green Acres is. (laughs) I was going to ask you if you knew what Green Acres is. (laughs) So I, I had heard of Green Acres, but I guess I didn't know what the premise was. I think I thought Green Acres and Anne of Green Gables was the same thing. Oh, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I tend to do. I get, you know, I conflate things. Yeah. Um, so Green Acres, I guess, was like this show from, uh, I want to say the 60s, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was like the 70s or the 80s and like pretending to be the 60s or maybe it was the 60s and set in the 40s. You know what? It doesn't matter. Time is relative. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was an old show about, like, socialites who moved to, like, a farm. Okay. And so it was that concept of, like, the rich going from, mm, like, the high mm. society to, like, slumming it with the normal folk. Um, so the VP of casting at Fox kind of, once they had this idea of a show that they wanted to do, they knew that they wanted to work with Paris Hilton. Um, so she was kind of on the rise, known as, like, a New York City and, like, L.A. party girl. Originally, they had asked her sister Nikki to do the show, but Nikki didn't want to do it because she has always been kind of the the Shire Hilton sister. Like, she likes to be out of the public eye. So Paris first asked her friends Kimberly Stewart and then Casey Johnson, who both turned it down, and then she asked Nicole. So oh, interesting. Okay, well then, Riley, let me ask you this. Because yes. you, me, your viewers, we all like reality TV. We're all yes. depraved for drama. <laughs> when you invited me to be on your podcast, was I a Nikki or was I a Nicole? <laughs> was I your first choice or your last resort? Um, if you'll remember, I had been asking you to do a podcast with me for like three years leading up to me starting this. And then you just kept turning <laughs> down all of my ideas. So I decided to go it alone. So I feel like I'm your... I think I'm your... um. I'm your Kim Kardashian. I, like, eclipsed you. Yeah, okay. That's fine. I mean. (laughs) Can you live with that? I can be Paris. All right. All right, you're the Paris. We'll remember that. All right. Um, Okay, so Nicole was chosen as, like, the person to go with Paris. Um, A couple of just facts about where Paris and Nicole were in their lives. Uh, So Nicole had grown up just... With a very interesting early life, um, she was obviously Lionel Richie's daughter, mm-hmm. but what I didn't know until we started watching the show and, like, doing our research was that she is his adopted daughter. And so there was, you know, just, like, an adoption early in her life. Her biological parents couldn't take care of her, so Lionel Richie kind of adopted her, and then Lionel Richie and his wife split up when she was young, and so they went through a very contentious divorce 
So she was kind of just like a kid without a lot of like supervision and boundaries and kind of just a person who was given whatever she wanted. Um, So leading up to the simple life, she actually had a really intense drug problem, like even to the point of doing heroin. So she was in rehab um, like up to 10 days before filming began. And so 10 days before the show began filming, she was released from rehab. So that's kind of where Nicole is leading wow, into this. Wow, that's a quick turnaround. And it's interesting <laughs> that all that background is there because, like, the first episode, they're trying to paint Nicole and Paris as these glamorous rich girls. And so they're really just like, this is Nicole. She's Lionel Richie's daughter. Period. <laughs> <laughs> all you need to know. Yeah. All you need to know. She's yeah. related to someone famous. Um, And so, like I mentioned, Paris was kind of famous for just being a socialite. She had had a spread, I think, in in Vanity Fair or Vogue. I don't know which one it was. Um, So that had kind of given her a little bit of notoriety. She was in, like, gossip tabloids and things Mm -hmm. like that. But what really kind of made her notable was her sex tape was leaked. Um, It was leaked a few weeks before The Simple Life began airing. Whoa. Began began airing or before they began filming? Before, I, I was surprised. I thought it was before they began filming, and that's how she kind yeah. of became yeah. known. But it was actually, like, only a few weeks before oh. um, it actually started airing. So it had already been filmed and everything. So that was, you know, something that definitely put her on, like, the map. It really gave her a spot in the, like, greater American cultural consciousness. So that's kind of where both of those women were going into starting this so show. So they're both in really great places <laughs> you know really healthy yeah. um not at all vulnerable just really <laughs> able to protect themselves and make great choices of course um the only other thing i wanted to note was that there are some spin-offs from the simple life there are like international versions uh okay. there are 11 different international versions i didn't want to write them all down because it's just the simple life in a lot of different languages um but the thing that I did want to tell you is that the UK version is called The Simpleton Life. Oh, okay. I feel like that has a different connotation. It, it really does. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot more condescending towards the people they're staying with. <laughs> Maybe? Um, yeah, I don't know if they have the same exact premise of where they have to like go stay yeah. on a family farm, but it still is like, ooh, Which, yikes. So... The Simple Life, all of the seasons after season one have different premises. Yes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so season two, they go on a road trip. I can't remember the rest of what they were. I think season three was when they were interns. They, like, did, um, they worked at, like, different businesses. Okay. And then season four was the one where they were, like, feuding, and they were, um, it was, they said it was wife stops. Wife oh, stop oh yeah, yeah, okay. So they went to, like, families' houses and played mom. Yeah, so it, it kind of speaks to the fact that this was really just a show about famous people and not about, like, the, the integrity of the premise of the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's just go into the episode recap. Okay. So we are talking about season one, episode five, yes. and it is called Shopaholics, aka Livestock, Livestock Auction. That's hard to say. Yeah. I mean... Say it. You try and say it. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Shopaholics, aka Livestock Auction. Oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. I did it in my most okay. sultry voice, which is just <laughs> my right. normal voice. You'll you'll turn everyone on for yeah. just that one line. Now that you're all... Mm, it's getting a little... <laughs> I'm 
looking all raunchy over here. <laughs> all right. All right, we've hooked you. Now, yeah. now you'll sit down and stay for the rest of the episode. That was our sex tape before the the release of the series. <laughs> exactly. To, to generate interest. <laughs> Okay, so originally this aired on December 17th, 2003. So, you know, some, like, wholesome pre-Christmas entertainment. Absolutely. All right, so we have um, an opening voiceover from the narrator, um, and he is just kind of talking about how uh, it's time for Paris and Nicole to learn some consequences and learn some responsibility. Um, As he talks about this, we get some scenes from the previous episodes. Um, So do you want to just, like, take a moment to discuss the other episodes that we kind of considered talking about because we see yeah. uh, we see both of those yeah see... they're 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 uh kind of shown in the flashbacks to previous episodes that we get in this intro we get them um working on the dairy farm which was episode mm-hmm. two episode one was just kind of like this is paris this is nicole they're leaving episode two is their first like real day um in altus Arkansas. All, all to Arkansas. I always want to say Atlas, and it's like, it's not right. Um, so we get to see them at their job at the dairy farm, which was episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, but you and I, we were considering doing episode three, which is where they work at Sonic. Um, yes. The fast food restaurant. And we were also yes. thinking about episode four. Where they were, where they the were gala, co-chairs the at the Altus springtime gala yes um so we see some of the things that they had kind of uh just fucked up in their previous jobs um so when they were working at the dairy farm they were trying to fill up the bottles and they the milk bottles yeah oh yes sorry thank you for the con the additional context (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i forget that people just aren't in my brain yeah and and by fill up the milk bottles we mean they have a hose that's that's Hooked up to Connected. some big tank of milk. And they're just spraying <laughs> the hose in all these bottles. And they've got like a, they don't have a time limit, but they have to do it in a timely matter. Well, the truck was coming to pick up yeah. the milk. So they had to fill up the bottles. They were running out of time. Mm-hmm. The milk was spraying everywhere. You know, and that's lost product. That's right. lost profit. And see, um, you and I, we're, we're expressing like high stakes, like they're wasting milk. <laughs> They don't give two fucks. Like, they're just, like, putting water in the... Yeah, they're they just start spilling milk, milk everywhere. Nicole and Paris, which we're going to learn, they don't fucking care. They're just like, <laughs> let's get through the day. We're just here for 30 days. It's fine. Um, but the other thing that I also wanted to bring up was their day at Sonic and <laughs> probably like one of the most famous scenes. Like I think I remember this scene just being advertised from when they changed the marquee on the Sonic sign yeah. to uh, to read what was it half, half price off <laughs> salty anal, anal salty wiener burgers. Okay, they they're trying to spell boogers. But they spell it B-U-G-E-R-S. And I'm like, that's just burgers without the R. Yeah, I honestly thought it was burgers until yeah. I think it was like the final, like the reunion episode when they were talking about it when I realized they had tried to spell boogers. <laughs> they did their best. Look, they had limited um, letters. It was honestly, it was so funny to watch them get yelled at as they were trying to ditch the um, the ladder 
so that they wouldn't have to take the, le- the <laughs> sign trying down. They like, run off the premises with the ladder, and their manager catches them. And, like, what did they expect? She's like, <laughs> honestly, where are you guys going? The ladder goes in the back, and they're like, oh. We forgot. <laughs> honestly, this show is actually laugh out loud funny, so it's really good. So anyway, I just wanted to talk about those moments since we didn't get to, since we're not recapping those episodes, yeah. but they were very, they were very special to me. Well, I think it, the, the flashbacks to previous episodes also displays kind of the editing we're getting ourselves into, because <laughs> after showing this uh, collage of previous episodes, they show the dairy farm owner saying, you're fired, but <laughs> he doesn't just say you're fired. He says you're fired, and then they take the audio of him saying fired, and they play it over and over again and start distorting it into this spiral <laughs> of evil. It's like, you're fired, 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 yes. fired, fired, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, dear God. Meanwhile, like, in block letters, fired flashes. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's like, also like an epilepsy warning. made this? It's like, it's ridiculous. And it's, it's but yes. throughout the this season I feel like we we got a lot of that really fresh editing it was that heavy-handed early 2000s Fox editing oh, yeah, it yeah. really brought me back it, it was a distinctive time and place yeah absolutely okay so it's day 16 they're at their job interview um they're talking to Kent Reading is it Reading Kent Reading or is it Reading Reading I don't know Kent Reading okay. cattle auctioneer <laughs> That's his title. Um, so he's kind of explaining what a cattle auction is, mm-hmm. that they'll uh, the girls' jobs will be to get the cattle ready to sell. Yes. Um, and Paris says that she would rather be the auctioneer. <laughs> so she's Kent like, tells do you want to trade? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm I'm the cattle auctioneer. It was underneath so my name when they, intru- they introduced <laughs> me this episode. It's his entire identity. <laughs> she can't take that from him. <laughs> And Kent, okay. Kent plays a big role in this episode. He's he's <laughs> really, really the is third a shining star. Girl. Yeah, the third girl. He's the third powerful yeah. girl, if you will. He's really the like Sex and the, the City. Kent's the city. <laughs> All right. So he asked if they have any experience with cattle, and they explained that they worked on the dairy farm last week. Yes. Um, and he asked how that went. Um, so we get some some flashback scenes of uh, them screaming at the farm. <laughs> Um, I do want, okay, I do want to point out, and I want our listeners to stay aware of the times that we give you, because I found it a little interesting. So this is day 16 that they're having this interview, and they say that they had, they worked at the dairy farm last week, which was episode two. So just, (laughs) just keep it in mind, just keep it in mind. All right. I like that we're clocking yeah. the editing already. Um, so, yeah, Nicole tells him that it was so much fun, that she they loved it. Yeah. Um, I also noticed that Paris brought Tinkerbell to this interview. Yeah, Tinkerbell, yeah. her little chihuahua, was there um, running around. She's, but she wasn't wearing any clothes. No, that's Tinkerbell usually wears clothes, yeah. but she wasn't in that episode, which is a little bit disappointing. Yeah. But, you know, we can't all be fashionistas. <laughs> Um, Nicole asks what they'll have to wear to their job. Uh, Kent says certainly not what they have on. Um, so they're wearing matching pink, uh, 
I think they're called Ben Hogan caps. That's what it was when I oh, looked it up. Oh, okay. They're, they're hats. Um, so it's a very, it's, you know, that suede kind of newsboy yeah, caps. Yeah, yeah. From, like, the early 2000s that was very popular. Um, pink tank tops, and they're wearing shorts or, like, mini skirts. Um, Nicole is wearing sunglasses inside because <laughs> yes, she's a very she cool girl. And long, dangly <laughs> earrings with feathers on them. Very sensible for the cattle farm. Yeah. Um, so she slaps her foot up onto his desk, um, and she asks about if she wears, can she keep her shorts, but instead of wearing her strappy sandals, can she wear, like, thigh-high boots instead? <laughs> and and Kent just says, no, nah, I think you should wear jeans. <laughs> um, I did want to, to point out the shoes that Nicole is wearing, because they first, like, she puts her foot up on the desk, and you get a mm-hmm. good view of them. And they're kind of, like like a springboard structure like there's a metal plate going along the bottom and then her heel is going up but there's nothing physically between the metal on the bottom and her physical heel i was very confused about that i was like i I thought it it was like clear plastic and i just couldn't see it but the more i looked at it i was like oh and so i'm looking (laughs) at it i'm like you know what those are kind of cool but then the camera angle changes and you get to see that the top of the shoes have this really dated mid-2000s floral design on them, which, like, immediately brought me back to, like, the dresses I wore to my elementary <laughs> school picture day. Like, just that really tight floral design that mm-hmm. we all wish we could forget. It ruined so, the shoes yeah. for me. Her shoes were... They were confusing. Yeah. I wasn't sure what she was wearing. <laughs> um, but Kent says that she he doesn't think that she could run very fast in them, so they're probably not farm appropriate. Um, so then Paris asks how many people will be there to help them, and then Kent tells him that there will be 20 guys. Mm, and that's when we get our first, that's hot. <laughs> Nicole, <laughs> she asks if they're hot guys. Um, and Kent's like, I don't, I don't know. Um <laughs> Kent's a really, really good sport. He's an he's a great sport this entire episode. He really is a great man. Yeah. Um so also Nicole asks Kent if a lot of the guys are married and he <laughs> says most of them are, and she's like gorgeous. <laughs> As if that's like an added bonus. Yeah. Oh boy. So that was just like the little bumper scene that we get before we actually get the theme song. Um oh, Megan, since I heard God. you singing so beautifully before oh, we yeah. started recording. Do you want do you want to give a rendition of the theme song? Well, okay. In my humble opinion, this theme song is the fucking devil. Because so I was streaming the show on Amazon Prime on my PlayStation mm-hmm. 4. And whenever I stream from Netflix, when the intro starts playing, Netflix pops up a button that says skip intro, you press it and then you skip the intro. And Amazon Prime had this, too. Um, and so I'm sitting here watching the fucking simple life, like dissociating from my physical being. <laughs> the theme song comes on. I see the skip intro button. I press it. But instead of skipping the intro, it would always bring me back to the beginning of the intro. And I would have to listen to the intro 
one and a half times. I'd always like, because the intro button wouldn't pop up immediately. You'd have to mm-hmm. hear the first two lines and then it would come up. You'd click it. You'd go back to the beginning and have to listen through all the way. And I have never hated a song so much <laughs> as I do this fucking theme song. Um, I encourage everyone to Google The Simple Life. I don't know if it changes. I think it's the same, um, at least in the second I season. I did but... watch the first two episodes of the second season and um it's the same except at the end when i can't even remember what the line is it's like living it's simple country kind yeah of life yeah in, instead they in say the, the simple season. road trip kind of life because season yes. two is their okay. road trip so it, it changes minimally but it's it's a very it's an excellent it's be- some song. beautiful also, the display entire... of adr when they're like <laughs> singing and then oh, some man's voice goes is that paris hilton and like yeah it's the fucking simple life paris is the star of the show and then at the end when paris says where the hell are we it's just it really puts you puts you in the moment that's the most expression paris has in her voice in the entire series i is her noticed line in the theme song. throughout the series paris has two really distinct voices and I think it kind of opens a window to the fact that, and Paris has said this in interviews after The Simple Life, that she's really playing a role because mm-hmm. whenever she's like aware of what she's saying, she has this kind of like airy, like light voice. But when they're shopping and she sees a clearance rack and just like, says it in her normal voice she's like clearance like she has a she i feel like she has a naturally low voice yeah and so like you can really tell when she's acting and when she's being just like genuinely herself so i was listening to a podcast the other day and that's where i was telling you i got a lot of this information on nicole Mm -hmm. richie's like early life um the podcast i should shout it out it's called the smush room i think i probably mentioned it before but it's also about like reality tv and like tv stars and their hookups and relationships in fact i'm like 99 percent sure i've even talked about this in last week's episode anyway um they were talking about it was very serendipitous last week's episode was on nicole richie and dj am which was like the early 2000s relationship that she was in while she was filming the simple life um i forgot the point of that what was i even saying uh we were talking about paris having two voices and they were saying, he was saying, thank you, that while he had heard that Paris um, had said, like, in her interviews and stuff, that it was, like, a role she was playing, his hypothesis was that her baby voice was more of, like, when she was feeling insecure, that was something that, she, like, an affectation that she would put on. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, 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 I noticed I thought that was Nicole an does it, too. Nicole mm-hmm. kind of does it. She has her, like, baby voice when she's being apologetic or trying to get someone's yes favor um but i feel like paris's is just it's so much more night and day and so yeah Yeah. i i did notice that and it's interesting to have another perspective yeah nicole's is like more of a, a natural um 
just like the way your voice would change when you your natural voice would change when you're trying to like I will I wouldn't call favor. it natural per se <laughs> but no I but I don't know I feel like Paris's is much more forced yes. like it's much more of like a put upon whereas Nicole's just kind of she's more of trying to get a result and that's just what her voice does when she's like trying to like angle something in a certain mm-hmm. way to like get a certain result whereas Paris I feel like is specifically making that voice yeah Anyway, let's move on from the theme song and their voices. Um, so it opens, they're like playing, it's like family game night uh-huh. with like the whole family. It's nothing important other than just like establishing that the girls don't know about like current events because they get all these questions right about like 90210 is a show about Beverly Hills. Yeah, and, it's, it's like a trivia um, night that they're playing with the Letting family, which is the family they're staying with. Um, and, and they start out asking a few questions about like books and they're, like, totally quiet. And then they start asking about, like, fashion and pop culture. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that, like, particularly Paris is answering all the questions. Nicole is just sitting there kind of, like, not caring. Um, and then the last question that they have is, who's the current Secretary of State? And Paris and Nicole just sit there and they play, like, crickets. And then the three-year-old of the family answers with the correct answer. And yes, so, I watched that. I'm like, okay, this is on Fox. Do you think that that was like a precursor to the hit show "Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader?" hosted by the <laughs> Are legendary you than a three. What's his name? Uh, Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy. Fox <laughs> legendary, but not enough to remember his name. Are you Are you smarter than a three year old in Arkansas? Braxton is like a wonder child. He really like he is he a very smart is. kid. They show him. I, he's okay. He's three years old. We know because he um, competed in the springtime gala as in the prince, prince contest, whatever the fuck that prince means. princess. It wasn't even the pageant. It was just like the prince contest. Yeah, which I was expecting to see them come out and like prince costumes with like little guitars yeah, and, and instead he just like goes up in his polo tee and they're like what's your favorite color and he's like red but they show him <laughs> no, he's like no 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 he's like red <laughs> red he has the thickest accent <laughs> he it's really so does funny. they show him in, a, in an earlier episode though when they're talking about how nicole and paris can't do their chores and they show a clip of braxton saying i'll do the dishes and he starts doing the dishes and i'm like this kid's three-year-old like could I even stand at three years old? Like, he's he's truly a wonder child, as you said. Yes. Um, I was wondering, though, as I watched it the second and third time that I watched this episode, um, maybe they just fed him that line. Uh, he's they fucking three make... years old. They fed him that line. <laughs> I think it's, because it, it's so. going to become very clear that a lot of the show is fabricated. <laughs> it's called what? reality TV, I know, but wow, wow, you've blown my mind. Yeah. Um, okay, so they play their family game night. It's a cute little establishing scene, uh-huh. um, and then we have Paris and Nicole laying in bed with Justin, one of the sons of the Letting yes. family. So they have three um, sons. And Justin is so the yes, oldest; have... he's like seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, something like Braxton that. Braxton is um, the youngest; he's three. And then... And so they have Kane. See... Kane is the middle I was kid. like... I knew there was a third kid. I couldn't... I, I could... I never was able to distinguish him from Justin. And they yeah, said Justin's exactly the name same. throughout the show. So I just merged them together in my mind. Kane has like five lines the entire season. There's a and really maybe like- beautiful scene of him answering the phone when the mayor calls about the gala. 
And he just, like, takes the phone and he looks at Paris. He says, Paris. And she, like, looks at him and he just doesn't say anything else. (laughs) And it's like, are you going to pass the phone? Are you going to, like... It was... I think he's a hidden gem in the show, for sure. <laughs> Kane, yes. Um, so, But they're laying in bed with Justin. They they become really close with Justin, or it seems like they become pretty close with him over the course of the season, mm-hmm. whereas Kane keeps to himself. Yeah. Um, and they kind of just discuss that Mother's Day is coming up, and they don't know what to give Janet, uh, the mom, because Paris and Nicole do want to get her something for Mother's Day. Um, and Justin kind of, they have these like couch interviews where yeah. they like cut away to just people sitting on the couch um, instead of like talking heads or something. And so Justin on his couch interview was just like, he said he was surprised that they even remembered to think of his, like his mom on mm-hmm. Mother's Day. Um, so that was kind of cute. So we established that they do want to do something yeah. nice for Mother's Day. He does Day. follow up with, I hope they can follow through with it. <laughs> So it's the next day, day 17. Um, we have an establishing shot that it's 7.15 a.m. Paris and Nicole are getting into their truck to mm-hmm. go work at their cattle auction place. And I just want to take a quick moment to talk about what they're wearing in this okay. truck. I, I didn't pay attention to that, so you you. So they're wearing matching shirts. I, it's really hard to tell what the text on any of their clothing is, um, but it's got, they have like black sleeves. And then, like, a white shirt with, with text on it. Um, Paris is wearing a wristband, which I recognized from episodes three and four. That says, <laughs> it just has the numbers 41. And I can only assume that it matches the some 41 shirts that Paris and Nicole brought with them to Arkansas. Now, I'm not going to touch on the shirt yet because it's going to come up later. But... <laughs> Just as a preface, she's wearing the Sum 41 wristband and um, the same hat she wore yesterday, but this time in black, and um, a Chanel belt. Okay, thank you so much. Um, so they say that they don't want to go to work. Uh, they joke that they should go shopping instead. Nicole makes a comment that they should answer Kent's phones like with a sexy voice and have phone sex with everyone who calls. So, you know, like planning for a successful day on the of job. Of course, yeah. And inside we have a, a cutaway shot to Albert and Janet um, mentioning that they've been fired from their last two jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Which Janet we'll never forget they, from that freakish <laughs> editing at the beginning of the fired. episode. <laughs> um, but Janet says that they did leave on time today, so that's mm-hmm. like hope. <laughs> Hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at 8.05, we get a little shot that uh, the girls are late. Uh, Kent is talking to his, like, secretary or receptionist or someone, um, and he says he's going to dock their pay. At 8.25, we see they're going through a drive through and getting some food. And I tried and to then, see where they were ordering food from, and I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. I'm pretty sure it was McDonald's. Yeah. I think based on the wrappers, it was McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then finally at 8.40 a.m. we see uh, it, it flashes that it's an hour and 10 minutes late. They pull up for work. Um, Kent kind of comes out and asks them like where they've been and Paris lies and says that her car went out in the middle of the highway. They almost crash. <laughs> they lie they so lie easily. all the time. <laughs> they, they're very bad at it. Yeah. They're not good liars, but they have no issues lying whatsoever. <laughs> So they start out, um, their first kind of role on the job is to help uh, sort 800 head of cattle. Yeah, and and they have an establishing shot of them seeing the cattle for the first time. 
Um, and Paris is like walking up to the fence. She says the cow is cute. Then we immediately cut to them like starting to work and they're wearing different shirts. Yeah. Different like yep. no context. They're wearing they're still wearing matching shirts, but now they're we- wearing like bright pink t-shirts. Yes. So these are like the two different outfits I finally noticed. Honestly, I feel like a dumbass who didn't even because I didn't really even notice their um mismatching mismatching shirts until this last time I watched it, but then it was very obvious <laughs> that it's just like two days of work spliced together into yeah, one. Yeah. Um so their job to sort the cattle, they have these like cattle pins with these metal gates that they are kind of just like hanging off of and as he calls each of their names to like open the gate like a a cow will run out a little calf and it looks like it looks a lot of fun actually because the way they're like swinging off the gate seems fun yeah and the little calves are really cute and Paris keeps like trying to like reach out and touch one (laughs) and Kent warns that she's gonna get kicked by it (laughs) yeah I did notice while they're doing it so like they're each on one gate and he'll like urge the calf to start running and then he'll say one of their names and they have to Mm -hmm. open their gate and at one point Nicole turns and she starts yelling watch out watch out and i think she's yelling to the cameraman because the calf is running up from behind the cameraman and oh. paris is behind her so i was like i i was like i think they're doing legitimate work here like they're <laughs> they, they are sorting these calves and the cameraman is standing in the way yeah, I think they really were um, in this, like, on this job. They did actual yeah. work. I don't think Kent let them get away. Like, at Sonic, they were, they just, they just slacked off around. so yeah. much. Because, like, the managers were kind of, like, they were just two women, mm-hmm. younger women, who I feel like also didn't really care. Like, you could tell when they were yelling at them, they also were laughing. Yeah, yeah. I think because they were in a corporate guy? environment, so they, it didn't reflect on them as much. But this is, mm-hmm. you know, a livestock auction, so I think Kent had a little bit more writing on the job especially I think um he was probably like a pillar of the community as well yeah, so yeah. he a lot kind of rided on his reputation um so then once they're done sorting they like just find some boys who work there I think that they knew one of the guys because they call him by name yeah. but we've never met him before in the season yeah. or like any time after they like go up to him and start talking to him and they say something like, oh, are you excited to see us? So I think that they like, maybe he was one of Justin's friends or something okay. they had met. Yeah, that could be. Um, and so Kent just like goes to round them back up and get them to stop flirting. And the guys don't care like at all. Like they have no interest in these girls <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. Paris goes up to one guy and she's like, I like your hat. And he says <laughs> in the most genuine voice, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> But then they do flash to him talking directly to the camera, and he says that Kent's working the hell out of them, which is, Mm -hmm. it, you know, verifies that they're actually doing work. So... Um, so then we just get a little cutaway to the letting farm and just, like, shots of all of the letting family members, like, actually doing farm work. Yeah, we've got Grandpa driving his tractor through the vineyard. Um, we've got Justin feeding the cows. We have mm-hmm. Albert playing with a weed whacker by the chicken coop. <laughs> um, and so, okay, so I saw this, and from my experience watching the entire show twice in a row. Um, by the entire show, you mean the entirety of season one. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Not all six seasons. No, I wouldn't be here if I watched all six seasons twice in a row. Um, I've, got, I've got a quick test for you. 
What? Okay. Oh gosh. Is the main product of Altus, Arkansas? Do you? Did they say this? It's shown in the show. Wine. Yeah. Because you said you said vineyard. Yeah. So that was me using context clues. It's at the springtime gala, they show like a Altus sign and it says that Altus is the wine capital of Arkansas and I'm like <laughs> how many wow that must be a big fish in a small pond huh? <laughs> I don't know I don't know maybe there's... I thought you were gonna say the wine capital of like is Arkansas east of the Mississippi or west of the Mississippi I don't know but like the the wine capital of the southeast or something <laughs> of the Ozarks at least include Missouri in there that means Missouri has a better vineyard than uh, <laughs> Arkansas does. Oh, man. So keep an eye out if you ever see any wine from Altus, Arkansas. You Altus, know you're Arkansas. getting the good stuff. Maybe it's from the Letting Farm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then Albert, like, while they have these establishing shots of people actually doing mm-hmm. work, um, he just has a little line about how he thinks it's important for the girls to learn something about doing work and being on time and, like, learning the values of the family. Um, so we're back at the cattle auction. It's 11.30 a.m. and Paris wants to do makeovers on the cows. Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> so they, like, put a bow, like a little flower bow on one of the cow's ears um, and they start glittering the cow. Which is just, like, them sprinkling glitter yes, in the cow's they, faces. Like, they run up to the fences and toss glitter over the fences onto the cows. Yeah. Um, and at one point, I think Kent is actually trying to do work and tell someone something. And he's like, that bull's been tested. And Nicole's behind him and just goes, and glittered. <laughs> so mark that one down. Tested and glittered. Um, and Kent gets a little talking head where he's like, yeah, they just don't take uh, anything seriously. He says that they have a weird work ethic, which I think is, like, actually very kind of him to yeah. say. That they have any kind of a work ethic whatsoever well, and that it, it just happens to, to be weird. It goes back to that they're actually working today. Like, the past two days we watched True. them, they didn't really do anything productive. But today Truly they no. seemed yes. to, I mean, they fucked up a lot, but they still helped a little bit. Um, so then it's 105, it's time for the livestock auction, and they um, have a role of, I don't know, MCs of the auction. They welcome everyone, and they introduce Kent as the auctioneer. And they say it. As if everyone there doesn't already know that he's the fucking auctioneer <laughs> of Altus, Arkansas. When, when they introduce Kent, they have the most timid voices, and they're both hovering <laughs> over the same microphone, and it just looks like two like first graders at a talent show being like <laughs> it's very much that vibe I'm Megan and this is Riley and we're gonna read Shel Silverstein for our talent <laughs> um Nicole the way she's like Paris is like actually puts a little bit of emotion into it and she is like welcome to the I-40 livestock auction and then Nicole goes we are glad that you are here <laughs> Oh, it kills me. I so, did another note I made about that scene is that when they're standing there introducing Kent, there's the table in front of them has a diet Dr Pepper bottle, and I was okay. like, "Oh, was this product placement?" <laughs> but then when Kent goes to sit down, the bottles blurred out. So it was just them forgetting to blur out the bottle <laughs> when Paris and Nicole were on say, the screen. I didn't notice that at all, so I was 
it was pretty bad product placement if yeah. so but I like that you have your uh your eyes open <laughs> um so Kent tells them that they have to leave and kind of kicks them out of the auction um and then he starts doing like the fast talking yes. like auctioneering um, I did watch this with closed captions Amazon Prime says that that's called trilling He's trilling yes I saw the trilling as well um I actually researched this once because I was uh, just wanted to know <laughs> if I could have a potential future as an auctioneer. Okay. Um, you know, sometimes I get into these moods where I want to learn how to, like, say things very quickly. So I try yeah. to learn, like, raps yeah, and, like, yeah. songs and things. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was like, maybe I have a future in auctioneering. And there are, like, specific auctioneer schools that you go to to learn how to talk like he that. He seemed and, like, very do auctioneering. Well, obviously, yeah. it has to be. Um, and like, cause it all means stuff too. So you have to like say things that mean things in such a fast manner, which so hearing him trill, I was like, what the fuck is this man saying? (laughs) So not only do you have to be skilled to auction, but you have to be skilled to attend skilled enough to (laughs) understand what they're saying. So they, um, as they're, like, walking away, they're making fun of him, mm-hmm. just, like, trying to imitate. And so they, they're they trilling as well. And I don't want to attempt to do it on mic. Uh, yeah. It was, I don't know, I was like, is this insensitive? But then I was like, oh, it's just making fun of white people, so I guess it's fine. <laughs> um. All right, so... I guess the auction's over, and Kent comes up to the girls and tells them that they have to go to the co-op and get feed. Mm -hmm. So they drive. They leave, and they drive to the store. To Franklin County Farmers Association co-op. Did you notice that they switched back to their original outfits for this scene, where they're in the the long sleeve t-shirts? I didn't realize that they changed back to their other shirts this is what this is when i realized it because nicole's wearing like a long pink scarf as well in this scene okay so this answers a question that i have like that i'll talk about later on when it comes back and it's clearly a a completely different day because they're wearing completely different Uh outfits but they're at the feed store they go up to the shop clerk um they ask for cow food um and then he gets to he gets the bag of cow feed uh he's starting to ring it up and he's like okay well i'll just get this set up and charged to his account and then Nicole has a moment. Harps play. Harps play. Amazon told us that harps play. Um, we cut to an interview with like Paris and Nicole on the couch. And Nicole says she has CAD, which is charging account disease. Yes. Let me explain um, the symptoms of charging account disease to you. As, tell us, Dr. Megan. As Nicole describes them. Her ears start ringing. Another person comes inside her, and she just goes insane. <laughs> so, be careful. Watch out. If you get the CAD. <laughs> um, so they lie to the clerk and tell him that uh, Kent needs some other stuff, and then they just start, like, walking around the store mm-hmm. seeing what they can and get. And this is when Paris's second voice comes out, and she sees the clearance of, like, camo <laughs> overalls. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, clearance. <laughs> um, Nicole finds this, like, trifold full-length mirror, which is probably the only thing in the store that she cares yeah. about. And she, like, calls him. She tries to call the clerk over. Yeah. Did you notice what Amazon captioned him as? <laughs> she calls him Luby, 
and then Chewdles, and then Scooby, and he answers to Scooby. <laughs> well, okay, to <laughs> clarify, that's not just the captions. That's literally what she's saying. Yes. And I feel like of the things that the girls have done, I feel like that's the most disrespectful moment. Because she's clearly, like, putting no value in this man and just yelling random names until she gets his attention. I will say that I then went on to refer to him as Scooby in the arrest of my notes. <laughs> I mean, if that's what he answers to. <laughs> Anytime it's, I would have typed shop clerk, I, I then just wrote Scooby instead because I was like, I guess it's his name. Um, so they also find this birdhouse, so they decide they're going to give to Janet for Mother's Day. The birdhouse is fucking gorgeous. Really? It's so ornate. Uh. Oh, I thought it was beautiful. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Ouch. I guess I'm the Janet here. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, it's just like a very, it's very ornate. Like, it looks like an actual house is what I'm saying. I guess I just didn't like like the color scheme. It's like a birdhouse, but it was like painted like black or like an espresso color. Black with a lot of red accent. Yeah. I like it. I would have pre- well. preferred it if it were like pastels, something okay. more welcoming, instead of being like, "Hey, you're birds. not living there. It's for the, the birds, birds are living there, and I want them to have a nice life." Well, I like it, and so does okay. Janet. Okay. So it doesn't matter. Spoiler alert. Anyway. <laughs> when he sees the birdhouse on his cow food account and they ask how much it is and he tells them it's $129. For the birdhouse now, and the mirror. Is that and the birdhouse and the mirror? See, I don't know if it includes the feed. I don't think it is because... I don't think it includes the feed because when... when um, Unless the feed is only $9. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll come back to this later. We but remember oh, that Scooby says one twenty nine, and and what we don't see on camera is that the the birdhouse included a stand that's like yes. probably like five feet tall that you put the birdhouse on. So between the stand, the birdhouse, the mirror, and potentially the feed, it was one hundred and twenty nine dollars. Okay, so Scooby's loading up the back of the truck, and Paris says that she is scared that Kent is going to yell. Um, and Nicole's, like, not concerned at all, and she's just like, we'll work it off. He'll take it out of our pay. Mm-hmm. So Paris is just like, we're gonna get paid five bucks. <laughs> you deserve five bucks, bitch. And and that's okay, coming so, off of they worked at, our last job that we saw was them working at Sonic, and they worked there for, like, I think, like, an eight-hour shift, and they got mm-hmm. $56. So... Mm-hmm. Each. Each. So... I, that's, I think that's where Paris is getting that number from. So it's uh, 4.40, two hours later, it says, and they are pulling up in the truck. Um, they say that, like, they're so scared to see him. So this point, they've changed shirts back into their matching pink ensemble, and they're no longer in the black shirts or the white and black shirts that they were at in the feed store. Yes, okay. Um, so they walk out of the truck. Uh, Kent comes, like, up to them and asks them to go around to the side of the barn with him and says he wants to talk to them. And so he gets a little talking head interview about how he says the, the girls tried. They tried in their own way, but it's time for them to go home. 
So, but then he says that he's yeah, going to pay it's, them. Yeah, it's, you know, he says that, and I'm like, Kent, he's just a good guy. He's like, look, he these girls he are really from a different a place. Guy. They had a different upbringing, so I'm going to excuse them and just pay them how I would anybody else. It's, he's very understanding. He is very understanding. So then Paris is like, we got away with it. We're in the clear. They drive off. So here's the thing that I was confused about the second time I watched it when I was taking my okay. notes before I realized the outfit switcheroo. Okay. When they loaded everything up, when Scooby loaded the truck, he loaded the cow food on the bottom mm-hmm. and then he put the mirror on top of that. So I was like, how did Kent get the cow food out of the truck without realizing the mirror was there? Well, I they think must have, like, maybe he thought that it was already in the back of the truck. Maybe, but... I don't know why I mean, it would it have been on day top altogether. of the feed, but either that or, like, you know, they drove, maybe the mirror moved around. I mean, I'm sure they, they ditched the mirror somewhere, and, like, they hid, must have hid the mirror in the birdhouse from him. I don't know, I feel like it could have just been in the back of the truck, and he'd be like, well, they've been driving around this random shit this whole time. <laughs> like, how does he know what I they don't keep know. in their All truck? All right, if anyone out there listening knows someone who worked production on The Simple Life, <laughs> this this is the burning question we need to know. I have, oh, I have more burning questions, I promise you. Those will be your final thoughts. I'll ask you for some final thoughts, and I want to know your okay, questions. Okay, okay. All right, so we have day 18. It's Mother's Day. Um, the fucking entire wedding family and, like, all of their, like, like aunts and uncles and cousins are at the house, and they're having a buffet as if it's, like, Thanksgiving. Did you notice that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's kind of just, like, both small-town culture and, like, kind of rural America culture to, you know, your close family lives all near each other and so, so you get close, together yeah, for things especially mother's day is a day for appreciating all the mothers in the family so the grandmother seems there, like the but... women had a lot of work to do that day because all you see is the men at the buffet line <laughs> yeah. filling up their plates yeah like clearly these women made this food yeah that's just something i noticed and i was all i don't know i had never done anything like that and i'm from you know south carolina mm-hmm. Not that I lived in a small southern family like that, or a large southern family, I guess, would be more accurate yeah, yeah. to say. But like a small town, large family yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Did you notice the little shot of Curly, like, holding one of her grandkids? Curly being the grandmother, like, of and the family. And asking the child to um, sing for her for Mother's Day. And the child yeah, is like, no. Yes. <laughs> he wants nothing <laughs> to do with it. But Curly I was do, really sweet in that moment and reminded me I of my have, grandma. Um, I do have written in all caps, not enough Curly this episode. Curly is yes. a shining light in this show. She's yes. the purest woman in the world, and we barely get any of her this, this episode, which I, I think we did a yes. good job choosing an episode that's full of juicy shit, but we did have to trade that off for a lack of Curly. <laughs> lack of Curly. That's so true. Um, I will say, I mean, this is a, a little bit of a spoiler for what's to come, but Paris as Curly is a highlight of the episode. What? <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to okay. it. You'll know what I'm talking about in a second. <laughs> okay, whatever. They're at um, Mother's Day, and Paris and Nicole go to give uh, their gift to Janet. And so they come in, they had their birdhouse just, like, sitting outside under a blanket. I don't know how long it was just sitting there. Hopefully yeah. it didn't rain. 
<laughs> um, and then they say happy Mother's Day to Janet. Um, also, I wanted to point out Nicole's hat. I don't know if you wrote this down about her black Ben Hogan hat that had the bright orange Von Dutch yes. logo emblazoned yeah. on the back. Honestly, they, they, Von the Dutch. scene starts with Paris and Nicole coming from behind the camera, from the left side of the camera, into the shot. And watching them mm-hmm. walk up, like, appear in, in the shot. I had no idea who Nicole was. <laughs> I was until she spoke. I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" Just oh, her I was outfit yeah. Was it was so very different from what it, it was. The staging was very confusing too, because like they were coming up through a hallway yeah. as well. I think it was just like awkward because the Lettings house isn't that big, and there were so many people there that day. I think it was just really hard for the camera crew to like yeah. navigate. Um, so they, so they hand Janet, first they hand her some gift bag, like an actual gift bag with like tissue paper. It's never discussed for like the rest of the season. So they gave her something else for Mother's Day that's never brought up. But then they also give her the birdhouse. Um, me and Janet have great taste because we both love it. (laughs) We think it's beautiful. Um, Janet does seem like super happy with it. And then we get this other little scene of Janet talking to her sister, Mm -hmm. Becky, showing her the birdhouse that the girls got and saying that she was like so touched that they decided to spend all of their hard earned money on that for her. Yikes. Yikes. (laughs) It's really like throughout the season. Um, and people say this in the show. It's just a back and forth between Paris and Nicole seeming kind and then just end up being total flakes so like they always do something and you're like oh they're so sweet and then you realize how they got to it or what they're gonna do next and you're like ah these fucking bitches so i mean it truly is a show about like the highest reaches of white privilege Just, like, these two white girls, like, regardless of how much money they have, because they don't really have any of their money or their influence in this town, but they're able to just, like, smile and be like, oh, shucks, I'm so sorry. Like, did I do that? My bad. I made a bad choice. Without even going that far as to own it. Gets them out of a lot of stuff. I agree. Um, So it's the next day, day 19. Um, We open with the phone ringing. It's Kent. He's calling to tell Janet that the girls charged some stuff down at the co-op Uh-oh. without his permission. Um, Janet asks what they charged, and he tells her that it was a mirror and a birdhouse. And she goes, like, the birdhouse I got for Mother's Day? As if Kent was there and knew. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I So, poor one Janet. One of my favorite quotes from the entire show is her on the couch when they're interviewing her and Albert and her just being like Mm -hmm. I can't believe they stole my Mother's Day gift (laughs) and she's just (laughs) like genuinely so disappointed yes it's like truly just the most disappointed they've ever been in the girls and the girls disappoint them a lot this (laughs) entire season um so Kent says that he just wants to like come and talk to them directly and he'll take care of everything so we have like a cut to the next scene i guess paris and nicole are alone in the yeah. house together because yeah, there's no like one no there. one else I mean, to honestly, be found it's not that surprising if everybody else is doing farm work and they're in the house <laughs> work alone they're probably like oh do the chores and they're like yeah sure i'll do the chores and then they did it 
Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll make our bed that they never made. Um, so Nicole's, like, doing her hair in the bathroom, and she has the hairdryer going, and Paris is, like, on the phone talking and to Nicole someone. And Nicole is wearing her some <laughs> 41 shirt. Now, Paris and Nicole have matching some 41 shirts. Um, Paris's has red sleeves, and Nicole's has black sleeves. And Nicole has worn this some 41 shirt every episode. We're on episode five. <laughs> She's worn it every episode. Just bringing that up, like, it's, it's 2003. <laughs> We're listening to some 41. I, I mean, <laughs> and it's honestly, like, surprising to me. Like, that of all the bands at Sum 41. Um, here is the fan fiction that I just made up in my mind that I choose okay. to believe. Okay. I'm choosing to believe that Sum 41 is the band that plays oh, the oh Miss God. Hilton I mean, song. I mean, it wouldn't, it, I wouldn't be surprised. It does really sound like Full them. circle. So, did we talk about, I know we talked about the, talked the intro about the song intro extensively. Song, which is a really twangy country so, banjo yeah. heavy harmonica kind of vibe this there's this like early 2000s upbeat like pop rock song that they play in every single episode just like as every a filler single for <laughs> every single episode they commissioned it specifically Clearly, for yes. this show it's called like it's from the simple life soundtrack i looked it up but it's called miss hilton and i'm choosing to believe it's by some 41 <laughs> and there are two lines they might be the only no, two lines in the entire song they play it at the beginning of season two okay well you only hear yes, these two lines yeah. they're like the only distinct lines that you ever hear and it's miss hilton you must be worth a trillion bucks miss hilton you don't really give a fuck but they obviously yeah. bleep out fuck so um so yeah, maybe some forty-one uh, wrote yeah, and, and performed I be that song for the if simple life. It was like commissioned from some forty-one before they even knew who was going to be co-starring because they don't mention Nicole at all. It's just about <laughs> it's not Miss Richie. Um, okay, so Paris and Nicole are just doing their thing, and you get like a dramatic music cue from the closed captions as a white truck starts to pull up and you see Kent get out and he walks up and he's knocking on the door um and they like don't hear him because of Mm -hmm. the hairdryer and because Paris is on the phone so finally once she hangs up she like hears him knocking so she like goes to see what it is and she sees him and she just like runs (laughs) away (laughs) and runs back into the bathroom and tells uh tells Nicole that he's there but she's like he's here and Nicole goes or like that guy is here and Nicole goes what guy and she just goes the guy we charged stuff to his account his name they don't know his name they don't even say the yeah. guy from the cattle auction just like the man we stole from came to like collect and his so dues their immediate reaction is <laughs> I love this they turn on the shower and then they turn they on both the shower get in it no, Paris so gets Paris in gets in the Nicole shower fully clothed. Takes Nicole off, okay, takes off like, her no, shirt. She doesn't take off her shirt. <laughs> she, she doesn't take off her shirt. the collar of her shirt down and gets one arm out of the collar. <laughs> her thought process is that he's she's going to call out to him and be like, 
Yeah. Who is it? Oh, I'm naked in the shower. I can't talk right now. Come back later, please. But he never, like, yeah, comes in and hears the shower going. Kent's not just going to walk into these people's house and start looking for them. He's still at the front door. They're all the way back in the bathroom. So they're... Also, I feel like he would have questions about both of them being in the shower <laughs> together. They're, they're LA a little girls. bit suspicious. Those, <laughs> those silly girls. Um, so... That happens, and he's, like, at the front door yelling out to them. He doesn't realize the whole shower thing. Nicole even yells out to him, like, half-naked peeking out from the shower, or, like, the bathroom door, like, hello, but he doesn't hear her, so he walks away. They leave the bathroom. He decides to, like, give it another shot and knocks on the door again. This is all probably just editing. Well, because, okay, we're watching footage of him knocking on the door. There's a cameraman watching him knock on the door. If the cameramen <laughs> are here, then Paris and Nicole are here. So I think Kent knows that they are at the house. God, Megan, you're so smart. You're I'm really kind cracking of a this reality TV code. Just you wait. Kind of a detective. Um, okay, so they leave the bathroom and then he like walks like the door or like walks in, like opens the door. Um I, so I thought at first that Paris said this, but rewatching it, I think maybe Nicole says it, but someone says to just start Nicole crying. Nicole says to just start crying. Okay. So then Nicole goes to the sink and like wets her face to make it look uh-huh. like she's crying. So then she walks out and like as, as she leaves the sink, she like gets into character and like scrunches up her face to like yeah. make okay. a crying like, face. Like apologies starts, on like, your fake ears, crying. but this is what it's like. Uh, hello. <laughs> and so uh, she walks out, like saying that Kent just asked. He's like, "Oh, are you just getting yeah, up?" Because it honestly like just, just sounds like she's sleepy. And she's like rubbing her eyes, pretending like she's crying. But she looks like, and she's in this fucking some forty-one <laughs> shirt. She looks like she's just in her. It does look like pajamas. So um, no, she tells Kent that something happened to her cat. And Kent asks what happened to her cat. She, died. she says it died. He goes, when? And she goes, right now. <laughs> so Nicole lies to him and tells her that um the vet called her and just told her that her cat died. And Kent is Kent, like he's I he knows Kent they're is lying. Such a he knows she's pure lying. Man, but he's nice, but he is there for business. And so he replies Yes. He's stern but fair. I'm sorry, but I have more bad news for you. <laughs> and Nicole's like squeaking as she's fake crying. Um, he asks her where Paris is, and Nicole says that she doesn't know. And Paris is just like, it's the shot of her cracking up, like dying yeah. laughing in the back, which I'm sure he can hear. Um, so Kent tells them that they either have to come up with one hundred and twenty dollars mm-hmm. for the bird, or he needs the birdhouse, the stand, and the mirror back. So maybe I mean it was a lot of cow food that Scooby, that Scooby, <laughs> I love it. Scooby put in the truck. I feel like it was more than nine dollars yeah. worth of cow food. So I feel I think like he's just rounding, it must have been one hundred. He's rounding down. I know he's a good guy. He's giving them a nine dollar discount. Um, so he says that they need to either give him the money or give him the shit. Um, she lies and says that it's in the truck and that they crash the truck. 
like this is not this does not catch on like she doesn't decide to go with this thread of lying about crashing the truck and like losing yeah. the stuff which i mean you um all, so then he's as like far okay as we know the truck is right outside <laughs> um so then kid's like okay well then i guess you better just give me the 120 dollars so then she's like well can i just give you an iou and he's like what would that be worth <laughs> ken's just so Oh, he's such a good guy because he's nice to them, but he also doesn't, he stands up for himself. He doesn't take shit. Yeah. Kent's the ideal person. Man? Not even. He's your ideal man? Not as in, I want to be near him, as in, I want to be him. I want to have his, I want, I want to have his personality. I wish I was that strong, but that understanding. I don't know if we would be as good as friends if you had the personality of Kent. I feel like I would have gone much further in life if I were like Kent. <laughs> I I would be a cattle Maybe. <laughs> That's probably true. Um, and so then Nicole also says that she can't give him the money because she just spent all of her money on vet bills and now she has to plan a funeral yes. for her cat. So this is what I was talking about when I say Paris is curly because oh. Paris calls out from the other room. She goes... Nicole, I'm sick. <laughs> Come here. It's Curly. And Nicole goes to Curly. Like, that's exactly how see. she says it. Uh, <laughs> she tells him, she's like, hold on, my grandma and, wants and me. And while she's doing it, she walks away with her. Uh, and Amazon Prime captioned that as terrible fake crying. And I was like, <laughs> you could have put terrible in all caps. <laughs> Um, so Paris just, uh, has, like, written down her credit card information, which I guess she has memorized, so you go, girl. Um, and she tells, uh, tells her to just give it to Kent and, like, run it. Like, they don't want to fight over this anymore. It's not worth it. Just, like, run the stupid thing. She's not giving the birdhouse back because it's Janet's present. So that's really interesting that, like, that's where her integrity is. Is she's like, no, we got this for Janet and it's her present and we're not going to give it back. And and Nicole's like, are you sure? And she's like, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine with it. Like she doesn't have $129 yeah, yeah. to cough up. Um, so Nicole goes back out and like gives him just like this scrap of paper with random numbers on it. And he's like, what the hell is this? It's American So she Express. says it's an American Express. And he says they don't think, uh, he doesn't think they're going to take American Express at the co-op, which is true because I remember when I was like Uh in high school, my dad got an American Express card for like travel miles and stuff. And that bitch was not like taken anywhere. Like he was always trying to pay with his American Express Uh and they didn't take it. So why, why of all the fucking credit cards that I know Paris Hilton has, she tries to give him like her worthless American Express number. And one thing I noticed is that this whole time... Nicole is fabricating the lies. And when they were at the Mm -hmm. sink while Nicole is putting water on her face, and also while they're talking about the credit card, Paris is suggesting other lies. Still lies, but she's suggesting other things to say that to me all sounded like much better ideas. And that's why I'm like, I'm not convinced (laughs) that Paris is this stupid blonde girl. Like, 
she she has a brain she can think she can scheme it's scheming but she can still think of good ideas and when she gives the credit card number she's like tell him it's my credit card number and he can charge me Mm -hmm. for it i don't mind but when nicole gives it to him she tells him that it's her grandmother's credit card i don't know if nicole (laughs) is trying to keep up with the lie that they have going on or if she's trying to like protect Paris's account being like if I tell him this is Paris's account he'll be like well I'm charging everything to Paris Hilton's account so I don't know why she that's smart I didn't even think about yeah, that I just noticed the discrepancy. yeah I will say that Paris's Paris's lie at the sink that you you mentioned was to her her suggestion was to tell them that he that they thought it was the Lettings account yes, that they were yes, charging that right, stuff right. to which is only a good lie if they have an account at the co-op. And they don't necessarily mm, know that. That's true. Because they were surprised when they found out that this guy who has, like, a cattle farm had an account at the cattle feed store. Well, it's not about how true so, the lie is. It's just about whether Kent will believe it or not. I mean, it it's was a better, better lie, lie than my cat, my cat just my died. Mar- okay. American Express card. So anyway, he doesn't take the American Express number, and he basically just says that I guess the co-op is going to call and shake him down for money later, and he just, no, like, No, I leaves. took it as he was going to take the American Express number and let the co-op work with American Express to see how he could get paid. Oh, I see. I thought that meant that he was just going to be like, okay, you know what, I'm going to tell the co-op. The co-op knows that this was, like, a fraud on my account and I'll just have them round up with you to like get the money Mm -hmm. from you later because that's what I assumed because at the uh you know in the final episode when they were like with the mayor and like paying all of their debts that they had amassed in the town and it was like basically to like like they didn't make any money because they caused damage like all these stores and stuff so I think that I thought that that was like one of it was they had to pay the $129 they owed the co-op end of month debt to the town (laughs) so anyway oh the other thing that i thought was funny about the end of that scene was like after kent leaves it just shows nicole like brushing the water off of her face and like her sad face is gone and she just like very matter-of-factly turns (laughs) around and walks away she's like act is over and scene oh except for we do get the um the little like cut to them back in the bathroom and they're like doing her like Nicole's doing her hair again and they're talking about how they have to come up with the money and Nicole's like no we don't we have to like we'll just rob a bank and she's like really upset that he even got mad that they stole yeah, money like, from him just 120 dollars yeah she's she's like dead serious she's like are you joking it's a hundred fucking dollars yeah. get over it like this is a small town where a hundred dollars might mean something to someone so and then they'd say like what what's he even gonna do with the mirror anyway is he just gonna stare at his ugly cows in the mirror all day which i i just wrote down that that's not how mirrors work because she says it as though she's gonna say stare at his ugly face all day but i yeah she has enough enough respect for kent not to insult him i think she's like okay this guy's we wronged him so i'm gonna insult his cows I think she got halfway through the sentence <laughs> and realized that she didn't want to offend him on public television. Yeah, I don't know. They have a couple moments of, like, self-realization and, like, not a lot. But you, <laughs> Limited. Can, you can tell that they're self-aware 
in some things yeah. that they do. So, yeah, maybe. Um, so then the last, like, little bit of, I guess, working with the cows and everything, the narrator says that Paris and Nicole still need to pay yes. off their debt. So then it shows them going back to the cattle mm-hmm. place. Um, they're wearing their pink shirts. So you know this happened yes. on, like, the pink shirt day. It was just, like, spliced in. Um, but then the narrator says that it was Janet and Albert's idea of them doing this. I don't know why that was even put in there. Like, the narrator established that Janet and Albert came up with the idea of them having to, to do this thing that they're about yeah, to do to I pay off the birdhouse debt. I think they were the, just trying to keep the, the family debt. more relevant in the narrative. Um, and Mer- maybe. there is an over overarching narrative that Albert is trying to teach these girls lessons. To teach and them, so I yeah, think that's, that's why. I don't think any of it's true, but I think that's why they put it in as a voiceover. Okay, so anyway, they meet Dr. Their Moon. Their punishment for stealing the, the money is that they need to preg test 100 cows <laughs> yes. with Dr. Moon. Yes. So, what you do with uh, how you pregnancy test a cow, how you test a cow for pregnancy, is you take a glove, uh, a you know plastic. clear plastic glove that goes up your entire arm, and then you take your arm and oh, you stick Jesus. it up the cow's, I guess, vagina. Oh, I don't want to go into you're, this. But you're like, feeling the it's uterus not where I thought it would be. <laughs> the, the cow vagina? No, it's not. I'm like, are you sure that's the right hole? <laughs> I mean, it could be the cow's asshole and you're just feeling oh. the, the calf through the, the I ass I would say that there would have been a lot intestines. more on that glove pulling it out if that had been the asshole. <laughs> okay, so it's yeah. probably the cow's and, vagina. And this is, I feel like this is the iconic scene from the show is, is the visual mm-hmm. of Nicole reaching into the cow cavity whichever one it is because they show it in the first episode of them being like can these Mm -hmm. girls handle the simple life and they show that image and that was the moment in the first episode seeing that that I was like oh I don't want to watch this anymore (laughs) (laughs) and this is the one we recap um so yeah Nicole does it she like screams but she does it also, this is when I, I don't know if this is when I noticed, but I texted you last night about how Nicole is, like, fearless. Yeah. And she does, like, yes. all these things throughout the season that uh-huh. Paris will not do. So she she does the cow preg mm-hmm. test. Um, and, like, a later episode, uh, they end up working at this gas station with this guy who they become, like, pretty close with. And his name is Buffalo. Oh, so and they call him Buffy. He's, he's really fun. Um, and so as they're, like, leaving... There's like, or there's a scene. I don't know. Was that in the last episode? Like as they were like this, were saying their goodbyes and stuff, or something. This was also a scene where that made me really uncomfortable. So I honestly, I looked away. <laughs> so they were in, um, I guess, like the bait shop portion of the gas station, and there were these live minnows, and Buffy ate one, just like ate a live minnow, and then. He, he dared the girls mm-hmm. to I guess I only watched this scene one time I didn't watch the entire season twice like you did so I don't remember the full context but basically Nicole ate and the live minnow like, fuck no no and then there was like what else I guess Nicole milking the cows at the dairy farm when yeah. Paris wouldn't touch I'm, the others I relate so, so much I realized... to Paris I'm like I wouldn't have done any of these things 
I mean, I probably wouldn't have either, but um, I think Nicole would do well on, like, a celebrity fear yeah, factor. Yeah, that's really true. Like, she was really, I mean, I don't know if, like, Nicole at 36 or 37, however old she is now, like, a mother and wife would do it, but, like, Nicole at 22, like, definitely would have been amazing yeah, at fear factor. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so yeah, she she sticks her arm in the cow vagina. She has this comment, like, when she's all the way up in there, she seems pretty damn comfortable, and she's just like, oh, it's, like, hollow. Oh. <laughs> and then she pulls out her glove and starts uh, chasing around with it. Me. That bothered me so much. I felt betrayed by her. I mean... Because <laughs> I, I would... If I were Paris, <laughs> I would have shat my pants at that. I would too. I would have yeah. absolutely shat. That would have but been the end of the Watching it, it was hilarious. No season two, three, four, whatever. That would have been the end. <laughs> um, and so then we have just like a final scene of them. It's kind of a nice little bookend. They're kind mm-hmm. of hanging out with the whole Letting family again, sitting around in the living room. And I guess they're playing another game where you just read questions out of a book <gasps> and ask them to people because <laughs> they had this book of questions. And so I Nicole saw asked, Nicole like, sitting on the couch holding this book that says book of and i thought for a second i was like is she reading the book of mormon and then i was like oh no (laughs) it says questions well they're like catholic because at one point um janet was like made a she was saying a prayer with braxton Mm -hmm. and she made him do the sign of the cross yeah they're catholic which was interesting sticker on the truck that paris and nicole are borrowing oh i didn't notice that yeah they're they're pretty religious but it's not too overt Mm -hmm. in the series um, but so Nicole is asking this like book from this book of questions, not the book of Mormon. And she asks like when everyone's first sexual intercourse was and like, I don't know, the really family's just like, about it. these yeah. girls, um, Justin doesn't say anything. And Albert's like, yeah, next question. And so the next question is, when was the last time you stole something? And then we spiral back into so. the hell where we began, where the camera starts <laughs> zooming in on the girls while they giggle. And we get to listen to this incredible some 41 song and we get text <laughs> that says 12 days to go and i don't know if well as i was just gonna say as we get that like the you know the girls are laughing we get like shots of all of the family members looking yeah. exasperated but like also they snuck in a shot of the birdhouse <laughs> yeah, in did, there they did and so then yeah we uh-huh. get the 12 and days to go covered this when we were going over the series or the the show but the Mm -hmm. whole goal here is that they have to stay it's not even clear because they're like they have to yes they have to spend 30 days living the simple life but the whole time they're there nicole is telling people that they're there for five weeks Yeah. yeah it's confusing Anyway, they have 12 days left, and that's it. That's the end of the episode. So, where are they now? So, normally for the where are they now section, I just, like, look up people's careers. Because it's, like, reality Mm -hmm. stars. They don't have super intense careers. Okay, fucking read the Wikipedia page on fucking Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. That's, like, a novel. (laughs) This is easily accessible information. So I think we know, I mean, we know what they did, like, immediately after The Simple Life. Like, that was the heyday of Paris and Nicole. Like, they're partying. Like, they Mm -hmm. got super famous. Paris had other entrepreneurial ventures. Um, So now, like, Paris's life is much more quiet. She basically, she does um, 
perfumes. She has, like, fragrance lines. She does DJ sets. I feel like she's kind of living the dream because she's still rich and she's still, like, moderately famous. Like, she's obviously very well-known and, like, people will know her wherever she goes. I think... Um, But she doesn't have to deal with, like, the crazy fame of the early 2000s that she was, like, in the midst of. It pains me to bring this up because... So, there's... (laughs) um, a Netflix documentary called The American Meme. And oh, yes. I really hate to bring it up because I I didn't okay. really care for any of the content outside of Paris because she's in it. And it's kind of explaining the the culture of people getting famous on the internet. And, and so Paris mm-hmm. is kind of giving a window to how she got famous before Instagram or before twitter and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um so if you want a window into what paris is like as of like maybe a year ago i think is when it came out um and she also explains how she got famous i think that's a good place to look i just recommend skipping the rest of the documentary but that's (laughs) really all of the context i had for paris and and in that show i feel like she does explain that the reputation she had from the early 2000s as, like, this rich, blonde, dumb girl um, is, is, was an act. It wasn't true. And so now she kind of gets to be who she really is now that she's over that phase of her life. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Nicole, um, so she kind of had um, some notoriety after The Simple Life for... Uh, having a really scary, thin kind of body struggle with her weight. Um, She was kind of touted as one of the girls, the young women of that time period, along with like Mary Mm -hmm. Kate Olsen as being people who were supposedly glamorizing eating disorders and things like that. Um, On the podcast I mentioned that I was listening to about her and like her life then, um, he brought up that she had had an interview where she had said like I know that I like don't look very good right now like I'm not proud of the way that I look and I'm working on it and I have my own health issues that I'm working on but I wouldn't want that to be like a role to any young girls or yeah, things like that. I mean that. just being um, next it seems... to Paris Hilton it's gotta be hard because Paris is just like ungodly yeah. tall skinny. Mm-hmm. She's just like an yeah, alien. Yeah I did notice like an alien creature. There... I watched two episodes of season two. There was a moment where they showed her without, like, touching up her face. And you can see texture mm-hmm. on Paris's face. And I was like... I was like, oh, she's actually a human being. Because <laughs> the whole wow, first she season, does have they, pores. Really, they really set out to make both of the girls look as as flawless as they can. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's true. Um, So yeah, Nicole had those body issues, but I think now she's more or less looks fine. You know, she's still thin, but she's not like scary thin. Uh, She's been married or, I don't know, at least in a relationship with Joel Madden Mm -hmm. of Good Charlotte um, for like the last like 13 years or something. They've been together for a really long time. I thought like Madden like football. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good Charlotte. (laughs) 
Um, she has kids, and she's done a few other shows. Uh, she did, like, she had a show that I don't, I think it was, like, reality, but it was, like, pro- I think it was, like, heavily scripted reality or, like, some blend of sitcom okay. and reality called Candidly so Nicole. So not that Candidly Nicole. Um, and she's, <laughs> I don't know. It could be, comp- I, well, it's reality, so it's, like, yeah, yeah. fake TV regardless. Who knows? Um, she's also had a few roles in, like, other TV shows. She's just, like, has a quiet life now. Seems mm-hmm. like she's doing well. So that's Paris and Nicole. But let's talk about the true stars of the show. Where is the Letting mm. family now? Well, okay, before so, we bring that up, this, this, yes, as of episode five, we haven't been introduced to the love interests of The Simple Life season one. Oh, yeah, um, that's true. There is a boy who, uh, they tried to paint a relationship with him in Paris in, like, the course of Chops. two seconds. His, they call him Chops. <laughs> Um, I did look up where he is now, and he actually... Oh, good. ...saw... Paris saw him while she was doing the Netflix documentary because he works at Netflix now. Oh, that's so funny. Wow. They didn't reconnect and fall in love? I guess not. Yeah. (laughs) How sad. Um, So that's where Chops is now, who wasn't in this episode whatsoever. Well, you know what? Okay, I'm Um, here to provide insight. I'm trying my best. Also, oh, Tinkerbell the dog sadly passed away in 2015, oh, but she was yeah. 14 years good old, so life. that's, like, really old for a chihuahua. So, good for her. Pink, Tinkerbell lived a wonderful yeah. life, I'm sure. Um, but the Letting family. Okay, so, it's not hard to find the Letting family. Let's just say that. It only takes, like, the bare minimum knowledge of internet sleuthing and apparently my guest is, like, the bare minimum <laughs> internet sleuth because Megan found, like, the entire oh Letting gosh. family. And I was so excited. She called me yesterday. I was so excited. <laughs> she never calls me. And so I – also I got my new phone that I talked about that, you know, I talked about in the last episode. I didn't realize that on my new phone, it, like, when you have a – um a call coming in if you have a a contact like picture set for that person it like comes in like as a whole screen so all of a sudden I just see this picture of you hugging Vic Mignogna come up on my phone because that's my contact picture for you yeah I was like I was even so confused because I literally never call anybody so I was like should I message her first but I was just so excited um that I had found them it was a dream come true. So the Lettings are doing fine. Um, they're living normal American Trump voting lives. I, I wasn't able um, to find anything about Curly. No, I couldn't yeah. find anything on Curly either. So who knows? But hopefully Curly is still doing fine. Braxton graduated from high school in 2017 and he's in college now. And Justin and Kane are like married and they have wives and their wives post pictures of their family <laughs> so you can stalk them that way um yes they're just they seem to have not really taken much away from their 15 minutes of fame with the simple life they're just like they're all in arkansas still they're all just kind of doing the the regular country mm-hmm. folk type of thing all right well do you have any final thoughts that you want to give um i feel like you had yeah, some burning questions I, that I you really said do. If, um Okay, let's hear your final thoughts on The Simple Life, this episode, and the right. season in general. So, so as we mentioned before, um, we had considered doing other episodes, uh, focusing on other episodes mm-hmm. for this episode of the podcast. So I had actually started 
watching episodes three and four to take notes um, on those. Um, and then we decided to go with episode five. Um, but so when I started rewatching episode five and day 16 came up, I was like, hold on. That don't seem right. And so I went back. <laughs> and I found that the timeline for this show doesn't hold up at all. So, okay. <laughs> Episode two, we work at the dairy farm. It's labeled day two in Altus, Arkansas, but they don't give us a real date. Episode three, they work at Sonic. It's labeled day seven. And at the end of the episode, they get paychecks. And the paychecks said, May 6, 2003. All right? This is some real-ass, like, was, detective work. My God. That was what the whole thing, was I took, I wrote down the date um, uh, on their paychecks, just because it was the first time I'd seen a date in the show. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. In episode four, so that was day seven. Day 7 was May 6th. Episode 4 starts on day 13. So apparently this is the next week. And the mayor brings them in to ask them if they'll be co-chairs. And they show a flyer for the gala that they're invited to. And the flyer says that the gala is on May 3rd. And I was like, how could day 7 be be 3 days after day 13? (laughs) <laughs> and then we get to episode five which takes place on day My 16 God. and that's day 16 they interview for the auction day 16 should have been two weeks from day two which is when they worked at the dairy farm but nicole says it was just last week that they worked at the dairy farm which could pass as nicole just not remembering when they worked at the dairy farm I'm not bothered by that. But the sign on the front of the auction house says that the livestock auction is Thursdays at 1 p.m. And we see in the episode that this auction took place around 1 p.m. So I'm assuming it's a Thursday. Mm-hmm. But then the following day is Mother's Day, which is a Sunday. And this whole time we're shown shots of Paris and Nicole having brought a billion outfits with them. But they only ever wear these fucking some 41 shirts. In my mind, <laughs> they're just... This was all filmed in, like, one night. They just put on their some 41 shirts. They said, let's film the whole thing now. I think that they were there for, like, maybe two weeks tops. I mean... Interesting. The show makes no effort to cover this up whatsoever. And I think it's just telling of the time. I mean, it was still kind of like a time, and I don't know if it's just because I was younger then, but I feel like it was a time where we we weren't as critical of the media. We just kind of took what was on TV as being true because you can't put lies on. Yeah, we were definitely. We were we are we were all more naive, especially about reality TV, because it was just becoming like a thing. And so we're like, well, it's called reality, yeah. so this is yeah. what's really so happening. It's, it's wild to to see this, which was put on Fox, just have have no credibility 
whatsoever. And it, I feel like it doesn't take away from the show. Because Fox is the bastion of credibility, of huh. course. Because Fox uh, is, just, like, the highest I mean, level Fox of credibility. A public television network. Yet. Yes. So, it just... It, it all unraveled in front of my eyes. <laughs> and Well, thank you for yeah, bringing that I, up. I said, this... This can't be real. Um, so the last thing I like to to talk about is just if it's if you think it holds up in 2019, and if you think that it's like worth a rewatch, or if it's worth for someone who hasn't well, seen the show to I've go back and watch it. That I really didn't enjoy it. So I think what I didn't enjoy about it was that, like, I'm kind of a goal oriented person. And the, <laughs> the show kind of presents itself as having the goal of, will these girls be able to survive 30 days living the simple life? But it, it becomes clear really early on that these girls have no incentive to follow through with any of their tasks. And there are no repercussions if they don't follow through. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's really no goal to the narrative which i think it was kind of the bridge that led us to reality tv that was just showing famous people without without Mm -hmm. a competition or or any goal in mind you know and i think the team that led the simple life went on to do the Keeping up with the Kardashians. I don't know what the show is called, but it's the same team. And so I think <laughs> it just shows. Are you, is that a fact? Did you look I, that up I or are you just saying? I recall reading that on the Wikipedia, but you might have to fact check me. Okay, that might be true. That's, I don't care. We, we, I don't put that much production <laughs> value into this. Yeah. So, you know, if, if it's wrong, then please, I'll give you Megan's at please and don't. you can go harass her and don't <laughs> harass me. But yeah, I just, I feel like that's um, the reason why I didn't enjoy it was because if they had just been like, let's follow these girls and watch them be themselves, then I was like, yeah, sure. But if you're going to tell me that they're doing this with a purpose, then they need to follow through with the purpose that I was given. I I really liked it. I thought, I, I was like cackling, laughing out loud as I was watching this show. I thought it was hilarious. Um, I think it holds up for 2019 in the sense that like we as America are still terrible people and we like get a kick out of schadenfreude and we kind of love watching these people um, be terrorized by Paris and Nicole and then like forgive them because they're just like so uh-huh. sweet to them later. So I feel like it does, I don't know, I think it's, I think it's worth a watch for people. I thought it was really funny. And I don't know, like what you said is a really good point about how I think it, it leads into the new era of reality TV and of famous people being famous for being on reality TV. And it's like a perpetuating cycle. And it did kind of evolve from things like The Simple Life into keeping up with the Kardashians and even going on from there, like, the Real Housewives and Vanderpump Rules where these people are even, like, less mm-hmm. notable, but they just get this notoriety and fame from this type of reality. Yeah. Okay, well, I think I think that's um, a good place I, to wrap it up. Can I close out this conversation with a question? Is there anything else? Yes. 
Please do. Give me your question, your number one burning question that you have to ask. What is your favorite Sum 41 song? <laughs> God. Um, oh, I know the answer. It's Miss Hilton, You Must Be Worth a okay. Trillion Bucks. I'll take it. Because <laughs> I don't know yeah, I don't know any I, other I mean, Sum 41 songs. I mean, their hottest song was probably Fat Lip. I don't even know that one. I'd sing it for you, but <laughs> I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so no, you won't sing it no. for me all right well thank you megan thank you so much for joining me on yeah. this episode yeah <laughs> it was wonderful to You're have welcome. you i'm sorry it's, it's 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 become difficult to focus after watching so much of the simple life <laughs> um do you have anything you want to like plug or like do you want to give your handle i'm not going to give yeah, it without your um, consent I've got this really close friend. Her name's Riley. She has this incredible podcast about reality TV called Snap Back to Reality. Um, I'd really love if you gave it a listen. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, Okay, great. Well, thanks, Megan. I guess you don't want the world to find you on the internet, so that's fine. Great. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining me and thank all of my listeners. Thank you for joining me. Um, If you like this podcast and you want to do what Megan says, please give it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Google or wherever else. Um, You can find me on Facebook at Snapback to Reality Podcast. I'm on Instagram at Snapback to Reality Pod. And if you'd like to send me a message or if you want to send an angry comment to Megan, I will pass it along to her. You can email me at snapbackpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, bye!